0: Stocking Spurs, the football podcast that isn't always about football. My name is Patty, and I'm Axel.
1: Welcome back! Uh, I know I keep. Welcome back!
0: <laughs> it's been a while. I, uh, understandably, I, I went on holiday. Um, four games have passed, and a lot of social media to get through. So we're very excited Loads. for that we'll be talking about the past four games to um from the premier league and to from the champions league we will of course go through our social media roundup but today we have another special a tottenham mystery and now i guess it kind of got solved really quickly
1: yeah and it involves just to tease it a little bit it involves some uh i guess off pitch Fashion?
0: Ooh,
1: (laughs) off-pitch fashion.
0: Um, Always uh, coming for uh, the non-sports aspects of our love for the uh, Tottenham Hotspur um, football club. But yeah, thanks again for joining us on our seventh episode. It's hard to believe we've gotten this far, but we really appreciate your support. Don't forget to follow us on our socials um, at Stocking Spurs on Twitter. And we'll get right to it. Coming up, uh, our chat with Toby on the last four games.
1: Alright, so now we have Toby joining us as we talk about the last four games. Two UCL games and two Premier League games. It feels like it's
0: been a while.
1: Yeah, it has been a while.
0: It's been a crazy UCL um, back-to-back Yeah, it, it game. seems
1: like results from two leagues are like two entirely different worlds apart. So in UCL, we've been killing it. So I think two of the UCL... You UEFA Champions League games that we're gonna talk about today are the two games against Red Star Belgrade. So the first one was at home, scoreline was 5-0, and the second one was away also to Red Star Belgrade scoreline 0-4. So both emphatic wins.
0: You're right. It's a tale of two leagues. Uh UCL <laughs> we seem to be going at least for these for these past two games. I hope I keep telling you. I hope this is the plot twist to our fairy tale this season because we need this kind of magic.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I saw a, a fun meme of uh you know that with the guy is walking with his girlfriend and then he turns around to look at the uh, the other lady. That meme <laughs> So yeah. as the guy was walking with the Premier League, and he turns around to look at Champions League, <laughs> it's like, maybe that's where our hope lies. <laughs> but uh...
0: you know what? Maybe. I mean, at this point in the Premier League, we're I think eleventh in the table with like a thirteen, I think thirteen goal difference or something like that. But
1: UCL, we're not bad. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah. Nine goals across two games with zero ga- zero goals conceded. That's that's crazy.
0: I like that, of course, it doesn't hurt for for Harry to you know come in and bring in the scores. But I really like that Lamella also came in and, and contributed. But it's just so nice to see more variety and the goal scorers.
2: Yeah, and even just the people in the lineup. I think the variety could really be a shot in the arm for us. In, in the most recent game, seeing Losalso come in and, and even score. And seeing Sessegnon come in, it could be like really change the dynamic if we have players who can come in and lift the team up when it feels like we're just hitting the same brick wall with, with the usual lineup. So it it could completely change things.
0: I'm wondering though, like 9.0 conceded, is Red Star good? Or are we like, are they super bad that we should be beating them by this much?
2: I feel like it's probably that because I, I was watching a bit of Europa League last night too and I, there was a Bulgarian team that lost to Espanyol. And they were just terrible. Like, watching their defense, it's like, you couldn't get away with that in the Premier League. It made the Premier League look really, really challenging, because their defenders were just spinning around like, like amateurs. It was it was really surprising. So, yeah, we probably should be beating Red Star by this kind of scoreline.
1: Okay. Yeah, I was wondering that as well, because they're so, like, emphatically one-sided. And I because I'm in, like, exactly the wrong time zone, I wasn't able to watch the the second or more recent game at Red Star Belgrade live and I was watching the highlights and it looked like uh, we were they, they were running at like half our speed.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There
1: was I think the second goal from Sun that Rose provided an assist for and he like Rose just takes off and he seems to be like running at a completely different speed from everyone else on the other team. It's it's crazy yeah it's like wow is there like a lag or something in the video yeah. but it's only affecting the red star belgrade yeah. players
2: <laughs> yeah I
1: think yeah. That seemed like we we're people definitely do in a different talk level.
2: about like the speed and the physicality of the play in the premier league so maybe when they do go to to play you know continental teams it's just a bit of a shock to to some teams
0: i mean yeah more than the shock i think it's i hope that these are like giving the team confidence because i i I think we'll get more into it when we talk about the social media roundup later but like the, the interviews with players after these both these games really like felt like oh we needed this win we feel good we can beat anyone like it's a good feeling i guess if, if nothing else to take away from it yeah. but I, I hope that it's i mean technically it bookended the two pl games right as, as acid said a while ago it's a tale of two leagues because we're not necessarily killing it <laughs> And <laughs> yeah. the domestic league. I mean, Ericsson scored. Lo Celso scored his first goal. It, it feels so good. It feels like yeah. they're back.
1: That, I, I just want to talk quickly about the Lo Celso goal. That was crazy. Dude, like how many attempts was that? I think yeah. Harry Harry tried, yeah. uh, I guess missed or hit the post. Um, Sun, like it rebounded. Sun tried. And yeah. then like <laughs> tried Kelly again. tried to salvage it but wasn't able to get a shot in. And then somehow uh harry got a shot again again like missed or hit the bar <laughs> yeah. again son tried and then he hit the bar and then like lochelso just comes in and and finally buries it yeah it was like also you could from... almost hear like uh circus music yes i was gonna say
2: also from the meme department somebody has like benny Hill's that video so they put it to the benny hill music <laughs> if you're familiar yeah. with that
0: yeah. Yeah. We, we're we gonna play a clip right about now of that music because it, it's just it'll be worth it I, I don't usually talk to my brother about um football but he actually messaged he goes do you see that goal I'm like, <laughs> <That's funny. "Yes," laughs> because it, it, it's pretty bananas that it surpassed the world of just the our bubble but yeah great job guys yeah. uh
2: the other thing is it's hard to imagine how far son Heung-min's stock can rise i mean he's already been player of the year like fan player of the year last year he got all the accolades at the end from the tottenham fan base and now to come from that trauma of of breaking gomez well he he didn't break gomez's leg but being involved in that and holding himself responsible first to show the compassion that he did i think everyone's pretty blown away by that and then everybody's probably pretty worried, like, hey, he's a bit of a sensitive guy. Like, is he going to be able to come back from this? So I thought it was really encouraging that Tottenham showed photos of him, like, smiling in, in the training, in the warm-up warm at Belgrade. I thought that was really encouraging. And then to come out and score two goals and have more chances besides, I mean, it just shows his resilience is, is really, you know, incredible.
0: I mean, we do know Sonny's dad really tells him to focus and i mean no girlfriend sure Um, i am waiting in the wings for my turn but (laughs) you know i I will give up personal happiness for the club you know club first yeah for sure yeah well that's that's the that's the
2: level of your dedication i mean
0: (laughs) (laughs) no but 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 you're right like i think it's so number one he is such a compassionate guy his empathy and just like everything about sunny like the fact that I, we're jumping into Ever, the Everton game already, but after the incident with with Gomez, you could see it felt like he had run over his own pet. Like yeah. that was like the emotion that was coming out of him. But also, I think Asad was saying this that he is so well liked that the
1: opposing team is the one there, like mm, comforting him, like... yeah, consoling him, and saying, "No, it's not your fault. Don't yeah. worry about it." Like they they reached out to him and made sure that he was okay. Yeah. I
0: read somewhere that the captain of Everton even went to him in the locker room and was like to really just reassure him that, you know, it's fine. It's a prior injury. But I think it speaks so well. Like, really, come for the Sonny because he is our magnet. Like, how can you you not like him?
1: I guess just tapping into Toby's, like, historical knowledge of the game. Have you ever seen anyone involved in another player's injury react that way?
2: I can't think of a specific example but I think it has I mean Yeah. Yeah, if if somebody's broken uh, you know, broken somebody's leg or who is it uh, when Ryan Mason got, you know, got his uh oh, yeah. fractured his head, I think everybody's really worried about him. Who did he collide with? Was it Tim? Was it Gary Gary Cahill, I think with uh, against uh Chelsea, so yeah, it was just a strange moment, wasn't it? Because I think everybody can recognize that that's their livelihoods. So it's not just an injury. It's like their future. And it's, you know, the financial security of their family. So I think pe- people like, like, it really hits home when somebody goes down like that, because it's not just the physical injury. It's, it's, you know, they're playing the game for their jobs as well. So to have a dude's job threatened is, is quite, da- you know, quite scary.
0: I don't know if I'm just putting a halo around Sunny and, and, and the lads, but like I feel like he definitely over-indexed on empathy. Like I mean I don't think it was exaggerated on his part, but like it it felt just it felt really real. Yeah. And like more than what others would do. But that's just me right. putting him on a pedestal. Yeah. Did you guys think the red I mean, now that we know post haste that the red card was overturned, were you shocked that there was a red card to begin with?
2: I, yeah, it was, it definitely didn't look like a red card foul. I, I suppose, yeah, there was some discussion afterwards that, like, given the severity uh, severity of the injury, it, you know, it made sense if it was coming from an emotional place or, I, yeah, I mean, it, I think it all turned out right in the end that it be overturned. But I suppose in the game, it did end up affecting the result because we had to play a man down for the last, whatever it was, half an hour or something, so yeah it felt it felt just like another run of that bad luck that we've had. I mean obviously worse luck for Gomez, so and everybody hopes he gets better, but it felt like losing Hugo against Brighton. It felt just another piece of like aside from the football we play, another piece of bad luck that's preventing us from getting the results we need. So yeah, it was really it was challenging.
1: Yeah, there were similarities with the Brighton game. Like there was this one horrific major injury at some point in the game that definitely colors the rest of the game. Yeah. And I guess we do consistently have this game-changing kind of turn of luck. Yeah. Um I think you could say the same thing about the Liverpool game. Yeah. So we started that really really well uh, dominating from the start. Uh Gazaniga. Made... So early. Yes. Like Exactly and Gazaniga made like some brilliant saves. And then we get to another game changing penalty. Flashback to UCL finals yeah. from last season. Flashback to the UCL but also so much better than the UCL. Oh like, yeah. The
0: finals. Like I felt like that could have been the finals and I would have been more excited about it. Mm, yes. Um, We never scored that early, and I was just so excited about it, and for only for it to us get our penalty again, which 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 is really devastating. But yeah, I think I you're right. Like these things overshadow the efforts we made. Like Delhi's goal at Everton, like and the fact that it got like the contention for like was it a was it a handball or whatever, and then it took them so long that his celebration was him sleeping on the ground, like. (laughs) Yeah. You 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 forget this because now everything's just overshadowed by Gomez's injury yeah. and the fact that Ben Davis was captain. Like yeah, you know, you... congrats Ben Davis. Yeah, that was
2: amazing.
1: No one saw that coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like Patty and I were wondering. Oh my gosh. So here's the lineup. Or here here's here are the people who are usually Shadow. captain but are yeah. injured or not on the trip to this game. Yeah. So trying to guess who the captain would be. I think Patty. Did you guess Dyer?
0: Yeah, I think I and I think I guess Dyer or Sonny. I was just like, I don't know, like because yeah. Dyer was captain at the Colchester game, right? I think.
1: Yeah. And then neither of us guessed Davis. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry yeah. Davis, but congrats
2: Davis.
0: <laughs> I, and it it could have been Toby too because Toby's been alderweireld has been the captain before.
1: That's true. Um, but yeah. it wasn't
0: him. So I thought it was nice to have like and and, and none of that really like was able to shine through because of this injury. So sorry, Gomez, I'm not blaming you for anything. I hope you get better, get well, come back. But yeah, it it, it felt really
1: devastating.
2: Yeah, and maybe in the arc of progress, that, I mean, to go through that similar type of bad luck, we held on to the draw. So maybe we can, I mean, in my kumbaya perspective, we didn't, like, fold, we didn't break. I mean, they held on for at least the... The point. So maybe that's progress.
0: Speaking of um, progress, I mean, I don't know. Acid was Acid mentioned about um, the Liverpool game that Sunny wasn't his usual self.
1: Oh yeah. So uh, <laughs> when we were watching the game, uh, I think we made this observation that it seemed like uh, Sunny was more aggressive and mm. uh, more aggressive than usual. We we said that it's like he went to the Danny Rose school of winding opponents up. Yeah. <laughs> Like, he's really getting in people's faces. Uh, I think I think so, at some point someone was taking a free kick and he was kind of, like, getting in their way and yeah. didn't want to move backwards.
0: Yeah, I like it. I kind of like seeing these other sides to them in the same way when we <laughs> saw Potch last year kind of, like, you know, give a mouthful to to the ref. I don't know if these are all theatrics and, as you said, the school of, you know, winding people up. But, you know what? Give lessons because yeah. I like... I like these performances yeah I'd yeah. like
2: I'd like to think well, it's me, it's coming from you know the poach strategy department because I think it it worked really well the way they they wound up the Liverpool players and and the fans it and did, yeah yeah I thought it worked really well and I thought the strategy against Everton was really good because reading the the pre-game analysis they were talking about the high pressure that Tottenham plays like they'll come and attack you in your own half and come and win the ball back so I think we played a really nice strategy there where we would just absorb the pressure we'd play deep in our own half we'd continue to play out of the back i mean you had you know toby and the and the defenders playing the ball out you know from the whole game so i thought the strategy was you know excellent thank
0: you for that uh Kambaya master it's uh, <laughs> yeah. good to know that there's some sort of strategy behind this because i mean they they have i have been feeling like the things are better of course if you go on the internet and search reddit everybody else says otherwise people are still complaining yeah. so, supposed to like kick people out and so on i don't want to like rehash it but I, I now i've kind of learned to just stay away because it's it's depressing living on the internet for the non <laughs> <Yeah>. fun stuff
2: <laughs> for me i'm I'm really enjoying it because, I mean, it's a challenge. And why else would we watch sports if it weren't for... I'm Because I was thinking it's it was an, a brilliant ride we had last year, getting as far as we did in the Champions League, some ridiculous results against Man City and Ajax. But it's also super fun when you are down and you manage to come back and fight out a good result, like at Red Star. So, I mean, those as a fan, those moments are just as rewarding. So I think the negative Nancys should like really rein it in and enough with get rid of people get rid of so-and-so it's like just enjoy the ride and and have faith that the players are really doing the best for the team and and things you know and we'll fight our way back to the top
0: agree agree speaking of people fighting their way to the top we are definitely missing captain hugo yurisa's presence but shout out and mad props to paulo gazaniga because yes Yes. wow oh
1: my my god i want to create like a super cut of all of his ridiculous saves in the past four games i think there was one from uh just this last one against red star belgrade away where twice he blocked two shots in quick succession and like i think there's an early shot from red star and he he, like, jumps the opposite way, but he manages to get, like, a foot on it. Nice. Yup. And then I think someone tries again, and then he gets a hand on it.
2: Wow. And then, it's...
1: like, another, another like, series of shots later on where he gets... He blocks some shot from a Red Star player with his hands. And then I think it was Ndombele or, or someone else uh, who tried to clear it, but then clear it cleanly, and it was going towards the goal. And he jumps up, and then Gazanids blocks it with his hands again. And it's, nice. like half a second between those two yeah. shots it's crazy he's wow. been amazing yeah he's like Paolo, step up Gazzaniga.
2: yes <laughs>
0: step up to step up to the streets yeah we needed a
1: hero and here he is no nice. i mean
0: if i can't i can only imagine how hugo has been watching and recovering from his surgery supposedly so went through surgery already but can you imagine him all casted up and watching this and just being like yeah. our baby boy is like all grown up. How yeah. proud he must be.
1: Yeah, that that must like help him also kind of relax and focus on his recovery and not be so stressed about yeah. about who's filling in for him. He must like watch that and be reassured like okay, it's fine.
0: I mean it's no Kyle, Kyle Walker? <laughs> oh
1: yeah. So like in the, just like switching gears for a minute and talking about uh, a team that is not Tottenham. Um, Man City's last ucl game i can't remember against who um ederson their usual goalkeeper was out injured ha- at halftime the intern goalkeeper comes in and gets a red card no. after nine minutes so they have no goalkeepers and who steps up oh my kyle god
2: walker. i didn't see this
0: <laughs> yeah. we, we talk about this because kyle walker is of course former Tottenham course, so
1: yeah. alumni so he um, pulled on the, yeah, I, the
2: goalkeeper's gloves
1: yes he did and he made wow. one key save no and he's way supposedly the first english goalkeeper to make a save in the champions league in like a ridiculously long time
2: what yeah. <laughs> wow. i guess there
1: are just not many english goalkeepers who make it to the champions league
2: yeah that's wild so
1: good job kyle walker yeah It Adnum is alumni it is wild um, for for Kyle to do this,
0: but I mean, just like rounding it back, like what a how Paulo stepped up yeah. is just brilliant. I'm I'm so happy. His, his social media manager is also stepping up. We'll talk more about that later, but <laughs> he's just good. Snaps for Paolo all snaps, around.
1: Snaps, snaps for Paulo.
2: I wonder how Man City fans must be feeling because I don't like <laughs> to to be. I I don't know how far behind Liverpool they are, but they must be scratching their heads a little bit. And then just last night, they, they drew against Atalanta, who's the bottom of their group in the Champions League. Uh, so. yeah. Oh,
1: that was that was their opponent. That's the game that Kyle stepped up in.
2: Oh, that's the game Kyle Walker was the goalie? Whoops. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Just six. 31 minus 25 <laughs> is six points, right? Oh. That's, that's a closable gap.
0: Yeah, I can't, that's close. I can't
1: add or minus.
0: We have the next four games to look forward to with sheffield united who is i guess i assume newly promoted because i've never heard of them but we play them at home and they're actually placed at number number uh, six six on the table (laughs) yeah it's a bit nuts three points Um, behind us or sorry ahead of us um, ahead of us us, but we we play them at home so that's hopeful um west ham away uh, i don't know the queen loves them uh <laughs> olympiakos uh at home. at home and then bournemouth at home so a lot of home games
2: oh good yeah that's great yeah is this and, our... and Bayern did us did us a favor by beating olympiakos too so we're fairly well placed in the champions league group which is good knock on wood yeah
0: i don't know Let's see. Let's see. But yeah, any any um hopes and wishes for the next games I th- predictions. I mean I think are we in the predictions business?
2: One of the lousy commentators I I think last week said how far we are out of the top four, but if we Fuck you yeah, if we can string together a couple wins, <laughs> we're you know, straight back into fifth sixth. So I mean this season Yeah there's a lot more. Especially to see.
1: if we're at 11th, and Sheffield United is at 6th, and yeah. we're only three points behind them. Exactly. That's a closable gap.
2: Yep.
0: <laughs> well, I guess, th- thanks again, Toby, for joining us. Thank and you, giving Toby. us Leading us in this Kumbaya Circle. Um, any last words uh, as we uh, head out into the unknown?
2: Let's, let's all continue to learn from Sun Hyung-min and, uh, and be positive and work hard.
0: Kois, kois, kois. Kois, kois, kois. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs>
1: Now we've come to the social media roundup where we talk about our favorite posts from Spurs Official Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, or each of the players Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. So the first post that we're gonna get into is, oh oh my gosh. So on the, the Spurs Official Facebook this week, right after the second Red Star game, the Spurs official account posted a series of like really beautiful shots of Mauricio and some of the players um applauding. They're really like dramatic photos of everyone like mid Clap, and it comes with a caption saying, "What a win, Thank you for your support." And I thought that it was just a beautiful piece of content because it kind of I guess acknowledges the journey that the fans have gone through with the team over the past few weeks. We've had some incredible lows, we've had sort of highs, and now that we've reached like a super high emphatic win away from home, like everyone's kind of pausing to, you know, celebrate the moment. So I I really appreciated that as a fan y piece. content. Um, If you guys want to check out the pieces of content that we're talking about, all of the relevant links are in the episode description.
0: I I don't actually visit the Tottenham Hotspur Facebook page often. I realize I've liked it, but I guess I'm not on Facebook enough to see this content, and my goodness, it's gorgeous. If there's,
1: it is yeah. the photos are amazing. There's a there's a great one of Mauricio mid clap, looking just off camera, and he looks emotional there's phenomenal one of harry looking like the leader that he is there's son in a puffer looking into the stands and clapping there's on looking really earnest and clapping it's there it's a beautiful set of photos
0: sunny gets cold easily i realize he's always yeah. in a puffer he's always in a jacket i mean you know what do what you do to keep warm mm. i don't mind but yeah uh slow claps for the team and definitely we join them in the applause we applaud back at them like good job guys
1: so just on the you said that you don't you don't see much of the facebook content i i think i got a notification or something a few days ago that i'm a top fan (laughs) and i don't know how i got that i guess i kind of just auto like every time a Tottenham post appears on my feed (laughs) and that has given me top fan status thanks spurs official facebook
0: I love it. I think I want to <laughs> hang out there more often. Maybe I'll be a top fan too. Um, but congratulations. Yeah. I applaud you as well, Acid. I applaud you.
1: Thank Here's you. Thank you. The, the, I've interpreted the applause for me as well. <laughs> um, um, so you had a piece of, of content you yeah. wanted to talk
0: about. Um, people, I also applaud. Um, we haven't seen him in a while because of injuries and whatnot. But a couple weeks back after the first Red Star-Belgrade game, UCL game versus Bel- Red Star, Jan had an interview after the game, post-match. And it was posted by a very like what what a name for an IG account, haters TV. Haters with an H A Y. Anyway, <laughs> you'll see it in the, the episode description. But Jan basically after the game, he was just like, you know, usual Jan, very calm, very cool. And he goes, We can still beat any team. And I mean that was coming from five zero, right? So it, it was yeah. it was just so nice to see them kind of like have that bit of confidence and see Jan just really calmly and coolly just be like, Yeah, I believe in the team and like we're we're gonna we're gonna yeah. beat them and yes, we need that energy. We need that energy. We do.
1: They need to be their own kumbaya Exactly. Masters.
0: I mean unless they hire us. I mean, you know, just like let us in. We can be that for them. But in the interim while we're not there, <laughs> they definitely need to be each other's pep talks and, and, and Jan did a really good job, I thought. Definitely a uh a captain from behind you, and of course, other people you wanted to talk about. Uh, newcomer oh, time,
1: yes. Okay, so I think from the fans' perspective, they're definitely like really clear fan favorites. I think Sun is one, Sissoko is one, and I think there's a new one emerging. And it's nice to see recognition of that from Spurs official themselves. So it seems like they're they're creating uh, content to help encourage. Like, fan favorites, I guess. So this next post that I want to talk about comes from Spurs Officials' Twitter account. Um, they posted a video this week uh, with the caption, Ball like Ndombele. And it's just, like, a super fun, super cut of all of Ndombele's best moments so far.
0: It's crazy because he's new. And he, he, he was able to come up with a freaking super cut. That's how much yeah. he's, I mean, given like how depressing the late you know, we things have been lately. It's just so I I think what blew me away with that with that post was that wow, number one, you're new. We're able to come up with content enough for a supercut. That means you're really contributing, even if like we don't get the results we necessarily want. But everything in that video was like a last touch and then someone scores or he scores. So like good job. Yeah. Good
1: job, Tiny. Yeah, totally good job. I think like he really hit the ground running. And he, he ticks the most important box, I think, for any player to become a fan favorite. And it's going above and beyond your expected role. Like, he's not a striker, but his, like, one of his first touches in his first game for Tottenham, he scored like, a goal. And you see him trying. Exactly. Like, he's always, he's, again, he's not a scorer, but he will, tr- when he sees an opportunity, he will try. I think, like, he plays the way fans believe they play <laughs> if they happen to be on the pitch.
0: An like, everyman, you know, someone you can really relate to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think I like his attitude also. Of like, he's just so like he's oh, smiley, but also like always like head yeah. down and like it's 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 really cute. But I think what I what I really like about onto the next thing in in our list is that on both Twitter and the official app, actually, I saw this interview on the app. Is that obviously we have new players and they are not native speakers of English. Uh, it takes them a while to really learn the language, and integrate themselves. So I I thought it was cute because these two videos, one is of um, after this latest uh, Red Star Belgrade game away, of course, Lo Celso, Giovanni Lo Celso, Gio as they call him. I was like wondering, I was talking to my friend Suran, and he's like, what should we call Lo Celso? Like Gio, Lo Celso, I go G-Lo, like like J-Lo, but we'll see. Maybe it'll catch on. (laughs) Um, But Lo Celso was basically, he did an interview in English, and you could tell like, he was not not struggling as early, but it took him a while to do it. And so then there was a post yeah. on the official um, Spurs account um, of Lo Celso and Foyth, fellow Argentinian in the Argentinian squad. And basically, Lo Celso says things in Spanish. And then behind him, Foith goes, um, and he said, so it was cute that it was kind of like, interpreter levels
1: yeah yeah looking out for his Argentine exactly which reminded
0: me of that old video of Musa Sosoko and Tangi and Dombele um, having a conversation in French because obviously Tangy is more comfortable in French. So there were just subtitles which I sat through because it was quite interesting and they were just getting to know each other. I mean, well, these getting the fans to know um, Tangi Tangy. And Musa, a Sissoko, actually said in the interview that he was like, I'm sick and tired of being your translator. When are you gonna finish <laughs> like learning English? And they were talking about like, Oh, he's learning, he's going to class.
1: Yeah. yeah. Which
0: leads to the Tottenham like, Hotspur mystery of the of the podcast, like, are they all enrolled in the same English class?
1: Yeah, so how does that work? Because for sure, like, when Tottenham brings players over from other countries who speak other languages, they, they obviously help them learn English. So, like, we're wondering, how does that work? Does, like, a tutor come over for, like, an hour a day? And, like, uh, G-Lo and, and Tangi, like, kind of get into the same classroom and learn from the same tutor? Or do they have separate ones? How does this work? Do they go to a school somewhere and do that? I'm
0: super curious and I really would like to know how this works out because this is like prime content for me. Learning a language is tough. And learning... English as an adult I'm sure is not that easy of course it's easier when you watch and consume so much English content but like this is on top of you know being a footballer this is something they had to do I mean then again sunny Korean learned English learn German so I mean let's let, let's save the sunny love for our next segment because
1: <laughs> yeah which is incidentally the next segment so we realized that we had so much sunny content. That we wanted to to cover in this episode, that we've bunched them together into the Sunny Hour. I hope it
0: doesn't take us an hour. We should,
1: yeah, it, it won't. It, it might. Won't, but we should really consider changing the name of this podcast to Stalking Sun. <laughs> Maybe we can do like a <laughs> mini
0: series on Stalking Sun. But yeah, welcome to our first yeah. um, Sunny Hour. Acid, <laughs> you want to take it away? First
1: up, yeah, first up on the Sunny Hour, uh, an Instagram account uh, labeled Spurs Web shared a photo this week with a caption Spurs will offer devastated son psychological counseling after incident at Everton. So I just found this really interesting that there's that kind of support available to players that like clubs recognize when someone needs some kind of help dealing with a difficult incident, I guess, and offers it to them. Uh, Like it it's it it just it feels like the mental health component of the English lessons that like Gino and Tammy go
0: it's through. so holistic like it, it's really good and I think I guess they they do believe that for players to be at their best they need to be mentally physically and like you know like mm-hmm. socially okay right and so it,
1: it's quite yeah. nice and and it is like a really massive thing to go through like I think earlier when we were talking about the injury uh, Toby mentioned that it's it's more than just uh, like an ankle injury it's like it's something that will affect your livelihood, your career, your family's income. It's, it's, it's a massive like one injury can be massively life changing. So to witness for Sonny to witness something like that to happen to someone and understand somehow that they've contributed to it must be really big and heavy psychological thing. yeah and I
0: think I don't even put it on Sonny like some people were like oh he's like overreacting or whatever but that's the internet for you Lucas Moura also looked at the injury and like Ugh, like you could see it in the video like immediately yeah. looked away like everybody couldn't look at it like it was that bad so I think it was well warranted and, and kudos to the to the club for supporting Sonny and, and his psychological and you know oh, his, his mental health needs as well more on Sonny um, after the Everton match we of course faced Red Star Belgrade away, and this is how much of a class act this guy is. Also from the Spurs Web account, but this time on Twitter, um, it's a very a touching celebration after Sunny's goal with Red Star. You know how I mean, you score, you are you're raring to celebrate, but Sunny doesn't celebrate. Instead, he actually faces the camera, you know, hands clasped in an Amaste style. Um, prayer position and, and bows and it's just like how humbling and how respectful and just sunny how sunny
1: yeah yeah no longer like an entirely different game already and still chooses to like acknowledge his goal that way or choose it or yeah just react that way in a really respectful
0: manner i don't know if it's the asian in him the korean in him or what or just like Your like wonderful upbringing from his very strict father.
1: Yeah, who I must win over. Humanness, I guess. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're just gonna keep inserting that until it becomes common knowledge. No, but yeah, I think I I really gave kudos to Sunny, and and the more you get, you know, the more you are endeared to him, as if you don't love him enough already. Yeah,
1: you just want good things to happen to him. Like the next thing we're gonna talk about. Um, so, immediately after the Everton game, there was already like a buzz about how the red card Sun was given was unfair. And uh, I think Tottenham was going to challenge it and have it applied to have it overturned. This week, on the 5th of November, BBC Sports Twitter account tweeted our report saying Sun Hyung Min's red card for his tackle on Andre Gomez has been overturned. So that was like really good news to hear. That I don't know what their assessment process is like, but I'm glad that it's been taken back. He he really didn't. He deserve really it.
0: didn't deserve it. And I was reading some things about like maybe they just gave him the red card to just send him away because he was really distraught. But yeah, we we've discussed that at length a while ago. And I'm just glad they rescinded it because he did not deserve that. Things he did deserve is the love of so many fans, and uh, of course, uh, I think this was before before the Everton game. There was a post on the official Spurs account on Instagram of Sonny signing autographs for young Spurs Academy, like I think the Spurs Junior or something like that membership. So basically, they're pimping the Spurs membership for kids because obviously it's a great way to meet fa- uh, meet the players and and obviously watch the games. And he's signing a bunch of autographs and in comes this child, usually like a paper or like a a kit or anything. And in comes this child who raises his right right or left hand, (laughs) I forget. And he's like, "Uh, high five. So he was like, do you want me to give you a high five? He goes, yeah, high five and sign. And and Sonny's like, your hand? But you're going to wash your hand. (laughs) And he's like no and he's like promise me you'll never wash it and he goes yeah so he signs he gives him a high five and signs his hand it's just pure joy what is this
1: yeah come on that child is all that of us. that child is all of us if sonny
0: signed my hand i would cut it off and just put it in a vase like like <laughs> too much too much he is just he's just a bottle of adorable
1: <sighs> oh man and from like a really sweet sunny moment to a really heartbreaking sunny moment So this comes from Reddit. There is a post entitled, Son at full-time after the 2-1 defeat to Liverpool. See how much it means to him. And the post shows a tweet saying he hurts as much as we do. And there's a video that goes with it. Right after the final whistle, Son just looks devastated. He's kind of folded over, hands on his knees, and is just stunned looking you see liver players come by to i guess greet him and then he just goes back to his looking down at the ground hands on knees and looking distraught
0: i mean sun is like the avatar of all of us um as fans yes Uh, in 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 a way wherein Chelsea is the avatar for new fans where they're like they can't believe they're they're in the presence of people yeah um (laughs) sunny would be the avatar of just like the feelings of fans whether it's happiness or like playfulness I didn't get to include it here, but you just can't help but root for him and no matter what. And seeing him devastated makes you just want all the best for him and, uh, I don't know, too much.
1: He is the mirror of fans. Like, when he scores and he looks ecstatic, like, he can't believe what's happened, like, I feel like fans are like, oh my god, that's how I feel. And at the same time, like this, when we lose in, like, a really uh, heartbreaking way and you see him, like, clearly feeling that as well the fans it's also like yeah he he gets it he gets me he gets
0: (laughs) you he gets all of us and somebody who gets him would be of course we've discussed this before
1: oh of course Sonny's
0: BFF so after the Red Star Belgrade first game um, at home um, as Sonny departs um, because I think he gets subbed after his goals he doesn't he does like a walk around the stadium or at least as as much mm. of the stadium as he could and just was like thanking the fans by doing clap, a, a clapping gesture and he posted this image Sonny rarely posts and Sonny post alert is that he posted this and it just so happened to coincide after the announcement of his nomination for the Bellon d'Or. Dior and of course given a post by Sonny that automatically means a comment from Kevin Wimmer. And Mr. Of K-Wims in the house never disappoints. So Sonny posted that photo of himself clapping. He said, think um that's what we needed. We all win together and forward together. Thank you for your amazing support. Blue heart emoji, two soccer balls emoji for his two goals, and then hashtag Kois, to which K-Wims does not disappoint. And he comments, Belon Dior is coming emoji of the world emoji of a crown come on what is love
1: what that's sweet what what is love what is love it is 8703 likes for that comment alone <laughs> <laughs> everyone's everyone is a fan of Kavins being a fan of sunny
0: it's i i, I ship it i everything like
1: totally. I, i'm just Absolutely. i'm just so
0: happy for them I think more than looking forward to Sunny's posts because I I definitely do. I look forward more to Kevin Wimmer's comments because you know they're yes. going to be interesting. You know there's going to be something there to root for. Absolutely, it, it's just amazing.
1: Um. Also, another cute thing about this specific post, if you reveal who's like the tags in this photo, you'll see that. Um son tags himself on the Korean flag. He
0: tags himself on the Korean flag. He tags Spurs Official in the logo of the, the cockerel on the um screen and he tags Champions League on the Champions League logo. Like I don't know if it's him doing this or if it's a social media manager, but whoever did this, that is some serious tagging nice. skills right there. Very sweet.
1: That's really lovely symbolism.
0: Love it. <laughs> And that ends the sunny hour, but that isn't the uh, end of our social media roundup. Of course, we will always, always, always end with our favorite segment, the Baby of the Week.
1: Baby of the Week. Again, We here we round up all of the baby-related posts from the Tottenham players. Um, first up is Lamella's Baby. So this, uh, this week, last week, on Lamella's Instagram was an Instagram story taken inside the locker room, and it's his son playing with Uncle Deli. And it's super sweet. if we could give like a spin-off award of Tito of the week or Uncle of the week, it would go to It was
0: adorable. I think what I, what I liked about it is that I didn't think Delly was like the type to be good with kids. Let's be real. He seemed more like a cool <laughs> kid or whatever. I don't think I've seen him play with a lot of babies either. So seeing him like really play like he let he let Lamella's kid like score and like oh he fell down he was it was he was too cute like come on. Yes. He is hamming it up and yeah. I approve. So I guess our honorary Uncle of the Week, Tito of the Week award goes to Delhi. I pray for more of these because I love seeing the Spurs guys interact with each other's kids. It it's precious. It's sweet. more interactions between babies. This is a jam packed week for baby of the week, I'm telling you. Um another nominee would be um Anna Rose Um Uri? And baby Leandro. So Anna Rose is of course Hugo's firstborn daughter. She's beautiful and she's such a, she's growing up to be such a cute little girl, beautiful little girl. It's I guess it's in the, the quest to protect them a bit, but Maureen, um Marine never really shows full face, or at least of the baby just yet. So it's a picture on her Instagram account of um, of course Maureen is Hugo's wife, and I think she just posts like her little helper because it shows Anna Rose carrying Leandro. Who knew? Like that <laughs> Such a cute big sister helping out. I'm really excited to see it. It
1: is. And she's wearing, like, the baby carrier, which is super cute. I feel like when parents wear baby carriers and their babies are in them, it's super sweet. But to see, like, an older sibling rock on is... Just off the charts.
0: And it's like as big as her. Like, the baby carrier is essentially (laughs) as big as her. And she's carrying him. And I think it's really sweet. There was another post still from Maureen's Instagram of Juliana, her second kid, also carrying, like, cradling Leandro. So I thought it was really sweet how these two older sisters are helping her look after Leandro. It's very, very cute. Super
1: cute. Speaking of more... More. Super cute. More. (laughs) Mora. So Mora's baby number one, Pedro... Um, is the star of this Instagram post from Mora's wife. So on her Instagram, she posts a photo of her carrying Pedro in her arms, and they're both making like pouty bottom lip sad faces at the camera. It's incredibly sweet i I, um. I don't know what
0: the I, I didn't get to translate the caption, but she really looks like her baby.
1: I didn't even notice there was a caption i was so like enthralled with this photo she she,
0: she posts really good content of her babies and does, i'm excited to see how her second baby grows up to be because the first one was pretty pretty damn cute which brings us to our last two posts our last two nominees and when you win this you just win back to back to back to back to back in fact this week two entries both winning we have baby Ayla Alderweireld, constant winner, queen of my heart. Uh, an IG story that I happened to screenshot because I know these precious things go away. Baby baby Ayla is on the floor in, I suppose, their house. She's wearing an all-white onesie. All-white. Pristine. It's a pristine onesie. She hasn't made a single mark on it. And, of course, what is Papa Toby's caption? Proud dad. Proud of
1: what? I don't know. Proud of winning Baby of the Week. <laughs> proud of winning Baby of the Week so consistently. Yes. Maybe proud that Ayla's white onesie isn't smeared with chocolate amazing. or vomit. She's or... amazing.
0: She's too cute. Like that that post alone would secure her win and yet she didn't stop.
1: Yeah. We were we would have been over the moon with one post, but there was enough. We get two. So this one is this post uh, is from Toby Alderberald's official Instagram. It's a post taken from the point of view of, I guess, his wife looking down at her bump and, like, on the ground, kneeling between her knees, is Ayla Alderverald looking at her bump and, like, reaching out to put her hand on it. Um, Toby's caption is, When are you coming out to play, little brother? Oh my gosh,
0: another contender.
1: (laughs) So, with those two amazing posts of Ayla, She is again this week's Tottenham Hotspur baby. Congratulations,
0: Ayla! Congratulations, Toby and Shane! Like you guys.
1: Snaps for Ayla. Keep
0: winning. Keep on
1: winning. So in our last episode. We referenced a BBC article where Mauricio Pochettino hints about a team dinner. And this opened up like a Pandora's box of questions for us. We wanted to know, where is this dinner going to be? Who sent the invite to Mauricio? When is the dinner? Like, what is everyone wearing? And amazingly, paparazzi and Instagram... Has pulled through for us with a whole big bunch of photos, so we're gonna take Thank apart you, all of these photos, discuss, and overanalyze in this week's special team dinner special. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said I can't. I can't believe the internet came through. I I remember this was right before the Liverpool game, and I was just like, wait. Their paparazzi photos of yeah. the team. This hold is so rare.
2: Up.
1: Drop what you're doing. Hold
0: exactly. Hold the door. And this feels like when the team video came out of them all in suits. Mm. This is this is that level of intensity. And I mean, how can we not? Of course, where do we start? So I think just just a little uh, background, I, I think the restaurant that was tagged or at least the, the sign that we saw was some fancy restaurant that happened to serve Italian-Japanese fusion, like, everything. <laughs> so, number one, whoever chose this was trying to cater to as many um, yes. tastes as possible. I guess it's, like, um,
1: the, the food court version of, of like, a football team. If you're, like, a college class and class wraps up and it's lunchtime, like, you kind of automatically choose a food court. So there's something for everyone. But if you're making up there's a billion dollars a week, you go for a fancy... <laughs> Italian Japanese fusion restaurant.
0: Yeah, no, it's amazing. And I was looking at like the geo tag on Instagram for this, and the people that would eat there were all dressed up. I mean, kind of like clubby, tacky people ish. I mean, you know, I mean, really rich. Loaded people that are just hamming it up for the cameras as they eat at this really fancy place, but it looked it looked expensive. I think I tried checking out like the menu and for prices, and it, it was it was pretty much like it's called Novikov Novikov Restaurant, uh, located in the heart of Mayfair. Novikov Restaurant and Bar has two elegant dining rooms, Asian and Italian, and a lounge bar. Reserve now. So, as said, Toby, if you're ever in the city, um, please do consider having dinner at Novikov Restaurant. This wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Book
1: a table with promo code. <laughs>
0: first, Sorry, first, to get ten percent off. Guys, 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 indeed. But yeah, let's get into the fashion Oh yeah, so if you guys want
1: to follow along with what we're talking about, we put links to the photos in our episode description.
0: Starting with, of course, our fashion plate, Sunny. This child. Does no wrong. He was majority of the tabloid photos, and with reason, he
1: looked great. Yeah, so he's wearing like this dark turtleneck, dark pants, and like a statement coat, which is just like beautiful looking. It's it's slightly oversized. It has like a chevron print. Always. He looks like a a fashion illustration come to life.
0: And it's like it's so near his W magazine cover. It looked like it was like part of the photo shoot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it 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 could it could just pass off as fashion and yet, you know, no, this is what Sunny literally wears every day. So just normal just just a normal hot coat. I day just, for you me. know,
1: went to dinner with my friends and this is what I'm wearing.
0: I really do love the coat though. I kind of want it. Like it's that pretty. I would want to own it. I don't know. I bet you it's I'm sure. And I'm
1: sure it costs uh, <laughs> more than like our rent for two months.
0: <laughs> more possibly <laughs> speaking of i mean i don't know maybe it was expensive i don't know eric lamella always has um polarizing fashion opinions and he definitely went the other way um he was wearing a camel colored jacket with like sheep it, it felt like shearling like, collar. Like, yeah, yeah yeah shearling collar and like piping like white piping um stitches on the front. I mean, it, it's it's Lamella. What do you yeah. expect? But I thought it was better than usual, but just it wasn't for me, yeah. necessarily. I
1: think, and I was looking at this photo, and this, like, shearling jacket, and, like, uh, flimsy, Henley top, and, like, ripped skinny jeans, and pointy camel boots. I felt was quite, like, I feel like it's something that uh, pretty basic californian mom would wear in the winter <laughs> i feel like i feel like my mom needs would Uggs. have the exact same jacket and the same jeans and the same boots your mom is fashion
0: though <laughs> so you know what By transitive property lamella is now fashion <laughs> no i mean it, it's very true to it who she is, is, is and it's the, the Rip ripped jeans, so jeans
1: more power
0: brand more power Derek. of course there's the entire uh I mean, you're not a baller if you don't have some brand names on you. And uh, we we got that represented with Aurier and Delhi.
1: Yeah, so Aurier was wearing a Gucci jacket, which is actually it's super good-looking. It's color-blocked, it's shiny, oh, nice. so it's super on-trend.
0: Bomber, was it a bomber? bomber it looked, yeah, it a bomber, looked like
1: right? a bomber to me yeah. if I'm getting my like, fashion terms. Straight. Yeah, clearly we're not a fashion <laughs> uh, the, podcast, yeah. but
0: we're trying. We're really trying. Um, um, now he, he looked he pretty did, good. He I mean, apart from the fact that you yeah, know it's it takes Gucci.
1: confidence to rock something as loud as that, and I guess it also takes <laughs> a lot of confidence to rock what Delhi was wearing. So his brands were Ugh. screaming as well. He was wearing um, a leather harness, body harness, harness from Louis Vuitton. Let that sink in.
0: Over a Dior t-shirt. <laughs> so I mean, he's got the money. We know. Um, and we can see. And he pulls it off. I mean, it's true to Delhi style, I have to say. I wonder though, was he cold? That's
1: what I'm wondering because... as well.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a t-shirt. It's a t-shirt on a harness. That's not much coverage. <laughs> it is it is pretty cold these days. But I don't, let's let's hope he doesn't yeah. get sick. Apart from uh, uh, the, the Gucci gang and your gang. The the lads look pretty much just cool and like suave. Uh I would I would put um Kane, Jan Vertonghen, and and Poch in the, you know, I'm an adult now. I don't I'm not going to go trendy. I'm just going to go classic and and cool. Um Kane was in, like I think it was army fatigue type green jacket, like khaki. Um and it but it wasn't like an army jacket with like the utility Vest portion Just like very simple And, and like a shirt inside poch Of course Always suave in a suit A dark blue A suit And Yon Looked really nice And like a leather Or it looked like a It looked like a Motorcycle yeah. jacket But a very cool And minimalist Motorcycle jacket And like a a, a Button up shirt buttoned all the way Yeah the so they were more Asking like thoughts on this trio Yeah the,
1: the more Restrained I'm gonna stick to Neutral colors I wanna show up at this dinner feeling like comfortable and confident. Yeah. No fashion
0: risks they look good. in this this group. No yeah, no risks. These were not risky looks, but they played to their Maybe. strengths. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like the face and the body are doing all the work. You know, like
1: the The, the, <laughs> the star the,
0: power. The clothes just yeah you know i mean the star power is there the, the the clothes just you know it's it, fashion's not our passion in a way but they know yeah. how to look good they look they look very good actually
1: i would argue that the next group kind of falls in the similar category so next of a yeah <laughs> talking about erickson Winksy and and dyer so each of them's decided to also like not really take any huge fashion risks they're they're kind of dressed in, in neutral colors as well. I I would classify
0: this as more of like, I dress down. Mm. Like, I'm trying to dress yes. down. Whereas the other one was like, oh, I know I'm going to a fancier place. So I'm going to, you know, oh, be appropriate true. to that's the occasion. True. Yeah. These three were just more of like, I'm rich enough. I can show up
1: in even more normal <laughs> yeah. clothes. And it's fine because I am a ball. So,
0: you know what so I Erickson mean? So Ericsson
1: went into super normal. It looks like he's wearing a black shirt, <laughs> uh, like a... Uh, A dark blue flannel plaid shirt on top And like a black jacket over that He looks like He honestly looks like he went out to buy bulbs or something And then remembered Oh my god, team dinner is tonight And just went to the restaurant Let's do it I like that he wore a cap. Yeah, I like yeah. the blue cap.
0: <laughs> um, he, I like. I, I do like his um, down style. Like again, it does look like he just went out to, to yeah. do an errand and forgot his his flannel shirt. I love it. It could be from Uniqlo. Totally, I'm gonna yes. look for a similar one. But we're sure this is not Uniqlo. This is probably like Comme des Garçons yeah, or something. <laughs> something crazy.
1: <laughs> Winksy looks. I, I'm getting a vibe of self consciousness from his paparazzi shot. Like I, he seems, I don't, he, I don't like, blame he, you. The way he talks about himself, he, he says a lot that he's quite into fashion and he's very particular about his clothes. Uh, unfortunately, we can't see much of it because he's wearing what looks like a black raincoat. Is it looking. Nylon? Yeah, it looks like a nylon That's raincoat. It. And we see a peak of yeah. a gray t shirt underneath, but not much else.
0: Yeah, I know. And to think he's the one with the Louis Vuitton bag when they were That's in Singapore. True, yeah. So. I don't know, maybe this is LV. And for more, I guess, casualness, Dyer is literally just in a black t-shirt or like a black shirt. Yeah, he's shirt. wearing
1: a black short sleeve. It looks like a slightly oversized black short sleeve shirt with a giant pocket. And then it looks like he's wearing a long sleeve t-shirt underneath.
0: So, <laughs> I have so many questions. I have so many
1: questions is it
0: like a linen shirt because like you know how that's like it looks cr- wrinkled Ow. but it's supposed to be wrinkled like i don't know is, there, is it just a flash
1: i don't know i'm getting like a, a suede vibe from it actually
0: suede yeah but there's definitely there's texture definitely on texture. it i can't tell which leads us to more i guess more questions and answers to our last set <laughs> these people were literally just caught behind someone else and therefore we only see a partial look at their outfit or a partial look at their face. We have Ben Davis, um, Giovanni Lo Celso, and Musa Sissoko um, shadowing whoever is in the front of the picture. I wish we had a better shot of these three, but from what we can see,
1: they look Yeah, handsome. Davis is looking down. He's wearing dark colors, can't see much else. We also get a glimpse of Lo Celso behind... Uh, far behind Lamella looks like he's like right behind the restaurant door musa is also in shadow yeah hi guys good to see you wish we had photos of your outfit good to see you you. good to see you guys
0: you know what i wish they did i wish they did instagram stories of this dinner but you know what beggars can't be choosers clearly i'm asking for too much (laughs) i'm already very grateful for what we've got and that concludes our uh, special team dinner special. We, uh, I guess, want to thank you guys for joining us again this episode.
1: Yeah, thanks, guys.
0: Uh, I said thank you, thanks, Toby. Pappy. Thank you,
1: thanks, Toby.
0: Pietro, yeah, thanks for firm music, and thanks, guys, for listening. We really appreciate it. We'll we'll catch you guys next time. See you soon. See you soon. Come, Come on, Newspurs! Spurs!